Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin'? It's Wednesday. Which means it's Thursday Night Football Preview Show. Yes, sir. Uh... It's been uh it's been an interesting first four weeks of the NFL season. Um we've had basically every Thursday night game except for the first Thursday night game between the Bucks and Dallas be uh not bad unentertaining games, just really bad horrible teams playing. Yeah. So like for fantasy football purposes and I got to set my uh totally unrelated but I got to set DFS lineups for this game cuz I didn't last week. Uh for the Thursday night I I'm always bad at the single games though. I never do it. <laughs> Would you win six hundred this week? Something like that. Uh, five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Should have won that six k. Next time, pick a better tight end. He did good. I think if I pick, pick Dawson Knox, though, you know, if you pick CJ Uzama, <laughs> you would have won the yeah. whole thing probably. Yes, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I always forget to do Thursday night football. Uh, you can either do what? What is the the one call where you just do like five flexes and then you have like a Oh, yeah, that's like the Thursday night. It's the same thing. Yeah. The Thursday night showdown or whatever. Yeah, something like that. If you do DraftKings, but it's not an ad. Not an ad. DraftKings, we will advertise for you. We could. We could. Uh, Anyway. So, yeah, we got a Thursday night preview. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's going on? Um, So, it's going to, yeah, it'll be an interesting Thursday night. This is the first big, good Thursday night game that I think we've had all season. Um, and we're going to preview that for you for fantasy football purposes. So before we do that, uh, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, just type in the Fantasy Champions, the FF Champs. Follow us on any of those platforms. If you're listening on an Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, leave a review or share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell for noties. We're almost at 300. Just please, 300 is all we're asking for. Uh, and then like and comment down below. Any questions you have about the Thursday night game, guys you want to start, guys you want to sit, whatever questions you might have about Thursday night football. So you ready to get hopping with this, buddy? Yeah, let's do it, bro. I don't know why I always do the home team first and the road team second, but I guess it doesn't really matter too much. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Like, why do I do it like that? I think it's just because it's the way you organized it. That is, you write home team, boom, road team, boom. So when we look at the show notes, when we just, the home team's first. the way we talk about it. Yeah. All right. Oh, just drop something on the floor. Anyway, so let's jump right into it. Seahawks at home uh, against the Rams, who are on the road. Um, and it should be a very good game. I mean, both the Seahawks need – did they win this week? They did, yeah. I was going to say they need a win. They're two and two though. They're about so, to be one and three. Little, yeah. Um please win. Yeah, anyway, so they, they still need to win against the Rams. The Rams lost. They got their bo- doors blown off by Arizona. They might be a sneaky Super Bowl team this year. Uh mm. be honest with you, through four weeks. We'll see if it continues, but they have been freaking good. Um they have been. but the Rams who, you know, I think right I think right now in the NFC it's the Rams, Bucks, and uh Rams, Bucks, and Arizona. Yeah. Everyone's chasing them. So we'll see how Seattle does, though. Um, They always seem to be there in the end. But this is a very important game for both of these teams, so we'll see see how it shakes out. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Do you know the over-under for this game? 
Um, and no, but I can check real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, from what I've heard, it's going to be a pretty high scoring affair. Um, well, it should be a high scoring affair, but every time we say that on Thursday night, what happens? It's like 10 to yeah, 17. Yeah, we'll get games where the over <laughs> on, under right now is uh, 54. Okay. Yeah. So there, there is going to be a lot of points on the, on the field that are going to be scored fantasy wise too. Um, but we'll start with the Seahawks. We're going to break down by position as we always do. Um, and it shouldn't be that too long a show because pretty much everyone in everyone's lineups is startable at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I'm like, my goodness, is there anyone to question at this point? Uh, no. So we anyway, I guess there's an opportunity to talk about how some of these guys have been doing, but Russell Wilson at home for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, He's been he's been pretty good this year. Um, clearly, you want to start him. Um, that's probably a given at this point. Uh, he had 31, yeah. 25, 17, 24 uh, in the first four games of the season you so far. You always look at our league. Though. I know, and uh, it drives me crazy with the quarterback position. I, why do we still do this five points? four-point touchdown league, you had 27, 23, 16. Points. Let me switch to a league that has four-point touchdowns. That's what I always do. I always remember Which league are you looking at? Because I don't know. I look at the, uh, the champs league, bro. Okay, all right, I'm, I'll be good there. Because so, then I'm in a league with a six-point touchdowns, and I'm like, freaking Yeah, it. I know. It's a, it just clear, screws yeah. everything up. So anyway, yeah, Russ uh, has has had a good season so far. I believe in a normal quarterback scoring league, he is a QB9 um, yeah, on the season. So that's not good. great. But it, this is where Russ kind of like has been his whole career. And then some season he has like a top five season. And, you know, um, what did he get drafted like top five this year? I think he was like QB six or six. Yeah. I, I want to say QB like six. So he's returning that value. He hasn't been he hasn't been horrible. No, this he hasn't been horrible. Yeah. Um, against the Rams defense, um, so far this year, it looks like the Rams. I don't know if something happened. They should be a lot better against the pass, but they haven't been. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll see how Russ does. I would obviously start him and keep him in your lineup. Like there's no reason not to. Um, he provides good rushing. Uh, well, he hasn't rushed a lot this year, to be honest with you. You could say that they haven't been good against the pass, maybe because they've played Tampa Bay and Arizona the last two weeks. But um, <laughs> Seattle is probably just as capable, maybe yeah. a little let worse mm-hmm. than those teams passing the ball, but are still a very good passing team. So, yeah, yeah it's still a decent matchup for him. Um, Metcalf has also been at the wide receiver position. Uh, this has been an interesting year for Metcalf. Um, it's not bad so far. But again, not. I keep accidentally almost adding a league note on a player. It drives me nuts. He hasn't been bad. Um, mm-hmm. Right now in half PPR, or is this a PPR league? Half PPR? I think it's a PPR league. He's wide receiver 15. Um, so it's not horrible. It's just not what you would want. Tyler Lockett has been scoring a lot. Um, well. And the catch percentage, <laughs> what, not in the last, what, two weeks? Yeah. I believe he still outscored DK Metcalf in the first two. He has. He's the wide receiver 10. Uh, But Metcalf has caught a touchdown pretty much every game with the exception of week two. Um, He has four, basically averages about five receptions a game. The problem with uh, Metcalf and that I'm seeing is his catch percentage is not good, Mm -hmm. which is not. It never really is though. Yeah. And um, is it because he just, they just shoot down the field and hope for the best or. Yeah, I mean it's partly that, and it's also partly Metcalf kind of has um, butter hands, but right. Uh, yeah, no, it's a little bit of both. They do take a lot of shots down, like Metcalf, um, a lot of shots of Metcalf, and the 
sometimes even double coverage, uncatchable balls. Mm-hmm. But he has a decent amount of those, more than any anyone else probably on the Seahawks. So yeah. it's not all his fault, but he will also get a couple drops. Now Metcalf is getting targeted more at this point in the season than Tyler Lockett, which is a good thing. Um, he's just not catching with the efficiency that Lockett does. So if that if that switches, then I think he goes back to his top ten wide receiver uh, potential um, in fantasy football. But as of right now, I mean the numbers are good for him. He, he still can, has against against the Rams. You can expect probably a high end wide receiver two performance, and with the possibility of jumping into that wide receiver one category for the week. Yeah, I will say. Um... How did Ramsey doing it? Yeah, Hopkins had eight fantasy points this week. I want to say the week before, Mike Evans didn't have a monster week either against the Rams. Oh, he did okay, actually, at 14 points. Yeah. But still, not like a 20-point week. Yeah, um, if like Ramsey's said, on Metcalf, do you think that kind of limits him? Like he, He'll still obviously start Metcalf because he's DK Metcalf. Yeah, no, like I said, I think that wide receiver two – high end wide receiver two ceiling for him is probably mm-hmm. where I would cap it. I don't yeah. think he's, especially on Thursday night on the short week, I don't think he's going to go out and have a monster performance. Yeah. Um, if anything, <laughs> Lockett's due. If that's how yeah. that works, I don't know. I would, I would agree with that. I was going to, let's just bring up Lockett now. What were you going to say? I will say Metcalf will have random weeks though where he just gets like 25 points out of nowhere. So yeah, that's true. You can never really count him out, but yeah, I would agree. I, if I had to bet on one guy doing better than the other this week, it would be probably Lockett because he's due. No, I was going to ask the question um, about Lockett because we have seen, like you said, uh, you know, the Rams have been playing some good offenses. So maybe the, maybe the numbers for the Rams have been a little bit swapped, but if, if Ramsey happens to be on uh, DK Metcalf, that leaves Lockett. And my question was, you know, at this point in the season, right, Lockett has had one game with 11 targets. The rest of the games he's played, he's averaging about 4.67 targets per game mm-hmm. if you take away the 11 target game. Um, and he's not really being targeted as much as Metcalf, and he's not really being targeted as much as a guy that should be, you know, who people expect wide receiver one production out of, right? Um, so I was going to ask, is it, is it time to start considering benching Tyler Lockett at this point? If he's going to keep putting up these burger performances, I'd consider it, but, um, I don't know if I would do it this week unless, you know, if you have one of those stacked teams then obviously, mm. yes, you would consider it, but I still yeah. wouldn't probably do it this week. He had two monster weeks to start the season. Um, obviously the last two weeks he struggled, but I think he is due and it's against the Rams. You don't think it's a good matchup, but it could actually be decent considering if the Rams bounce back this week and play well against the Seahawks, there's a chance the Seahawks could be down. They're forced to throw the ball more this year or more this game, this week. Russ Wilson hasn't thrown the ball a ton this year. Yeah. Um, if Ramsey's on Metcalf, which I think we, we expect him to be, mm-hmm. then that could open things for Lockett as well. So I think Lockett does bounce back this week, but um, yeah, I, I guess you would consider it maybe, but yeah, we'll, like we'll, I said, I we can discuss in the future. <laughs> yeah, um, Freddie Swain. Uh, he's he's been really good, but no, I'm not starting. Uh, um, although if you are in a deep deep league, maybe consider it, but no. Okay. Um, so Penny, that Rashad Penny is out, I believe, for this game. I would take a guess. Yeah. Um, Has he even played this year? 
Uh, he played the uh, first week of the season. He took him off IR, and then he came in and got hurt or something like that. I can't remember. But The running back, though, um, which I don't even think we talked about on the Weaver Wire show, but Alex Collins. Yeah, yeah, I know. <sighs> Alex Collins is the backup. And he had more carries this week than Chris Carson. Gross. Absolutely ho- abysmal. <laughs> oh, no, I he don't... didn't. Never mind. Oh, Chris he didn't. Carson had... He had but more they fantasy were, points because he scored a touchdown. Yeah, Chris Carson had 13 carries for 30 yards, which is disgusting. And Alex yeah. Collins had 10 carries for 44 yards. Yeah, and so the snap percentage was pretty much even. I'm not starting Alex Collins or Penny or picking them up at okay. all. So, yeah, yeah I'm not, not interested. Um, but Chris Carson on the season has had – he's had some good games and some bad games. Um yeah. 11 15 15 to start the season was good. Uh in terms of good or bad, I mean like efficiency wise because he's had like you know week 1 against Indy, really he had bad. 5 yards a carry. Week 3 against Minnesota, yeah. 6 yards a carry. Week 2 against Tennessee, 2.38 yards a carry. Week 4 against San Francisco, 2.31 yards a carry. Uh the thing I've noticed about Chris Carson that is not something that has happened in the past. Last year, last year when he started, he averaged about 4 to 5 targets a game. This year, he's had one game with three targets. He has one game with no targets, and then two other games with two or less targets. So he's not getting involved in the passing game. I don't know if that's just game script. I don't know if that's a new offense in Seattle. Don't they have a new offensive coordinator? Uh, I think they do, yeah. I don't know if it's the new offensive coordinator. I don't know what it is for Seattle, but right now he's not involved in the passing game at all. His snap percentage numbers have dropped from week one and two. And um, Chris Carson's not getting the work that you would have anticipated. Does this lead you to a point where you're like, maybe I should sit Carson this week? Yeah, I think you consider it. Um, I wouldn't sit him, though, because you probably drafted him as your RB2. Um, right. I don't know if you would have many better options, and there's still a chance he gets a good chance he gets a touchdown this week and gets kind of like week two when he got 15 points because he had two yeah. rushing touchdowns um, and can reach that floor for you. But, yeah, yeah. I, I would be a little concerned with Chris Carson. I obviously have never been the biggest Chris Carson fan, so I'm kind of like wary of him anyway. But yeah. And the Rams are not a great matchup for him, even though Chase Edmonds did have a really good week this week. So. Right. And so did James Conner. James Conner had two rushing touchdowns in the mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I I would I would I wouldn't sit Chris Carson by any means, but I would definitely consider keeping an not not consider keeping an eye on him. But I would mm-hmm. definitely keep a close eye on him going forward. Okay, I would agree with that sentiment. Um, Gerald Everett is the tight end. He's on the COVID list. Um, his status for Thursday's game is is uncertain at this point, so we don't know at. I would, while listening to this program, uh, pull out your phone and check Gerald Everett's status for the game um, and just see where he's at um, because you're most likely listening to this later than we recorded it. So, yeah, I would check out. I would check out where Gerald Everett's at. If he plays, do you want to start him? No. Okay, fair enough. Um, Moving on to the Rams side of the ball, we got Matt Stafford. Um, he's been pretty good this season. Decent. I don't know how he played against Arizona though. So let me take a look. Let me take a gander at those um, numbers for a second. In real life, he was okay. Fantasy wise, he was decent. Okay. So okay, all around. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's had 24, 18, 29, and twenty. Hopefully, I'm in the right league. Yes, yep. I am. Um, 
so far this season. So he's provided solid. some some solid fantasy numbers on the season. If you are, I, I feel like he he. This is one of those weird guys where somebody probably drafted him in like the tenth round and they invested capital in him. So they're like, I'm not going to drop him. But he really is like a streamable quarterback. Mm-hmm. At oh, least yeah, to me. Like, if these 18, 20-point games keep coming along as the season goes along, like, yeah, he should probably be rostered, but is he starting every single week for a team? I would hope not. Probably not, yeah. 12-team league. start this week, though, I think. Oh, yeah, against Seattle, this is 100% a start for Matt Stafford. Like, I'm not even questioning it. So if you got Matt yeah. Stafford in your league, unless you have one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, you should probably start Matt Stafford. Yeah, no, I agree with that. He's also the QB6 on the season. Um, yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it's decent. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I, I would start him against Seattle. That's a very good matchup for him. Okay. Um, Cooper Cup finally came down to earth on Thursday night. I mean, not not on Thursday night. My goodness, I'm projecting. On Sunday. Um, on Sunday. Uh, he finally came down to earth. He's still the wide receiver one. He came down to earth, but he had 13 targets in that game. The Which big, the, the most big. He's had the season. Here's the here's the thing with with Cooper Cup. He's gonna have a really great season. I think he's gonna end up being top five to top seven at the wide receiver position yep. this year. But I've seen Cooper Cup do this before. I've seen him just poop on everyone for the first month, month and a half of the season, and then he comes out and he slows down. And he gets back to like, you know, once the second half of the season starts, he gets back to what Cooper Cup normally does. He gets the target share, but he doesn't score a ton of touchdowns. He doesn't produce at a high level, you know, uh, at least per, like when I say high level, I mean 20, 32, 26, like <laughs> those numbers yeah. that stops happening. And then people think he's just like fanning out, you know, and but this is what happens with Cooper Cup. And I've seen it happen to him many times in previous seasons. Um, so. For this particular season, I mean, I'm thinking back to like 2019. He started off with eight and 15, but then he had 27, 22, 22 in like three consecutive games. And while he still gets the target share, uh, when the touchdowns stop coming, so do the fantasy points. So because he's a he's a slot receiver, he doesn't put up massive yards per reception totals. You look at the last two games against Tampa Bay, Arizona. Those two games, the reception total, I mean, the yards per catch totals are exactly where he is the first two games they're a little bit of an anomaly i think but the second two he's usually around 10 to 12 yards per catch so if you look at those totals and you kind of put that together with him not scoring touchdowns i think 10 fantasy points to 12 fantasy points is kind of where he's going to be when he doesn't score a touchdown the question is how is he going to get targeted in the red zone like minnesota targets adam thielen in the red zone like is that going to continue happening or are they going to go to god's guys like bob woods you know, maybe Van Jefferson, maybe their tight end, Tyler Higby. Like, is are they going to start shifting away from target? Because he has five touchdowns maybe. already on the season. Here's the thing that I will say that's different, though, in years past. Matt Stafford. Okay, fair enough. Ma- he Matt still got Stafford. targeted the same amount in other years. That's the problem. True, but it seems like Matt Stafford has been very uh, adamant that Cooper Cup is his guy. Like, that is his guy. Yeah. Um, like, if you look at Robert Woods target-wise – it's not the same. He's getting half the amount of targets that Cooper Cup is almost. Um, Tyler Higby is has a role in the offense, but he's definitely nowhere near Cooper Cup mm-hmm. when it comes to targets either. Um, Cooper Cup has been the top guy 
And yeah, he had a down week this week, but 13 targets to me is just, it almost makes me more impressed because it's not stopping with him. Like he could lead the league in, in targets the week going now. Yes, historically speaking, you're right that when a touchdown stop, um, so do the fantasy points. But again, this week, even without a touchdown, if he catches like eight of those 13 targets instead of five, then you're looking at a, a 13 fantasy point week. And that's a solid week. Yeah, no, and like I said, 10 to 12 fantasy points a week, exactly where I think he's going to be without that touchdown. Um, but the 20, yeah. 32, 26 fantasy point a game totals in the first three weeks, those aren't continuing. Like, I, there's going to be weeks where that no, does happen again. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But I think there's going to be weeks where he scores 20 again, maybe 25, but I, I don't think that – because he, he is a receiver that, uh, you know, one week he can be, you know, a wide receiver three, and then the next week he can be a wide receiver one overall – um, so I think he's fantastic. Great play against Seattle. Oh yeah. I mean, at this point Seattle. he's starting every week for you. Yeah. And so is no, Bob no. Woods against Seattle as well. Um, I, I would start Robert Woods. I would start Robert Woods. He hasn't gotten the target. See, here's the thing. I think there was a connection right away with Matt Stafford and Cooper cup. And clearly there has not been a connection between mm-hmm. Robert Woods and Cooper cup. I think for the sake of the, the St. Louis Rams. Oh, wow, dude, taking LA it back. Rams. Los Angeles Rams offense for the sake of the Rams offense. They got to get other guys involved. They have to, there's well, no they did like, this past week, a little bit like Van Jefferson. Right. Um, exactly. And, it, but if they keep just feed, if they keep just feeding Cooper cup, that's going to get predictable. Um, yeah. And they're going to start moving, you know, maybe their best corner over into the slot for a game just to see uh, defenders are uh, def- defenses are going to shift their best corner from the outside into the slot, possibly to stop Cooper cup, but they're going to keep throwing it there. Um, so I think at some point this year, yes, Bob Woods is going to be back with his eight to nine targets a game. Like he had last year, they throw it a lot. And that's, that's a, that's a staple of the Rams offense with Sean McVay. Like they throw the football a lot. So it's going to end up being Bob Woods and Cooper cup getting the brunt of that. I think Bob will be okay. And against Seattle, he's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, I, I think he, he should be started, but still, I, he at this point, though, it's like he's not the player I, I think he has been in the past. And yeah, I mean, it's still very early, but we'll see how it goes. I, I do think this week, though, he's um, startable. And if he doesn't have a good week this week, then I think we need to have a real conversation about Robert Woods for this season. And okay. even going forward. Um, Van Jefferson, thoughts? Um, good, good. He had a great week this week. The week before that, he had six targets. Um, in week one, he had a, a big, I think, a, a 60 yard touchdown. So, yeah. um, it's definitely good, um, and better than I expected. I don't think he's obviously starting week to week, he's not rostered in most leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, now, should he be rostered? Yeah, in a game against Seattle, he could go off. I think there's a chance Deshaun Jackson has one of those random weeks where he gets a, another big touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of those guys will go off. I, I do think he, at this point, Van Jefferson should be owned. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm not starting him until we get I'm not at that point. Yeah, I agree. I keep an eye on him. I don't even know that yeah. I want him, like, on a fantasy team yet. Like, Dynasty, obviously. Yeah, but right, like, right. Well, Dynasty, yeah. But yeah, in, in redraft, redraft, in redraft yeah. not not yet. Not yet. But, yeah, definitely keep an eye on him. Um, I don't know about Henderson. He's been out for a little bit. I don't, did he play he, this week? He, he did. He's actually, honestly, Daryl Henderson – has been probably one of the things I I feel like personally I, I was wrong about because I think he's been good. 
when he's been out there. And I, I wasn't crazy yeah. about him. Thought they'd be kind of using multiple running backs, mm-hmm. but he's been very solid. Like his yards per carry was six this week. He's getting target share too. The passing offense. game. Yeah, decently hit six targets this week. So um, he, he didn't put up major. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Chris Carson. Down, but yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, At least yeah, last he's, year. He's definitely startable this week. Yeah, against Seattle, definitely. I would, if he plays, he's questionable for the game. Um, he was a limited participant at practice on Monday. So, uh, yeah, I would just keep an eye on the practice reports. Um, if he doesn't play, Sony Michelle, what do you feel? Um, I would be okay with it, but, I mean, it's gross. But I think he'll play. Henderson should play. He played this week. So yeah, yeah, I, would, I, think, I think Henderson will play. I agree. So uh, ignore Sony Michelle if, if Henderson's out there. Um, and then Tyler Higbeast. Um, he was somebody that a lot of people were excited about. Um, he hasn't really gotten a massive target share. Uh, but when you talk about the tight end position at this point, I mean, he's tight end 14. When you're talking about the tight end position, like six targets a game is – if, you, if you're one of the bottom bad. teams that doesn't have a tight end, Rick in a couple of leagues I'm in with him, uh, yeah. Tyler Higby might be a good play. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. Uh, he's going to have weeks where he gets like 15 fans points. And then one week he's also fine. questionable, by the way. He was a limited yeah, participant so on at practice. I think he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you're gonna, it's a good matchup for him this week, so I would consider starting him this week, but only if you're thin at tight end. Literally, Stafford, Cup, Woods, Henderson, Higby, all considered yep. starts. Great fantasy game there. Ross Metcalf, Lockett, Carson, like <laughs> so many good fantasy assets. Let's it go. Be, Finally. It should be a high score game, yeah. Finally. I mean, we say that about Thursday night football and then it doesn't happen. I almost will I, I should if I if if it, I live in Massachusetts, if I could I want you to log into my account. Oh, I see I'm gonna I'm gonna do this on YouTube so that the government can track me down, but I want you to log in um onto my DraftKings account. Okay. And do my my uh, my prop bets for me. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I can't freaking prop bet in this state, but I would take the under in this game <laughs> because Thursday night football always screws me with the fantasy points. <sighs> Everything that time. is true. Yeah, um, fifty four is hot. You know what the sad part is? Home league. You know the league that uh, I don't win any money from, but I only care about because I need to beat everyone who makes fun of me for being a fantasy analyst. Uh, I don't have. I don't think I have anyone in this game. <laughs> Frick me. I know I don't either. Uh, yikes. But anyway, there you go. There is a breakdown of the Thursday night fantasy football uh, perspective. Really, really, really good game. Seahawks Rams. So I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it tomorrow. I believe we have starts and sits and then trade targets and week five contents wrapped up. See you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at TheFFChamps.